1900, during the Paris World Fair, Rudolf Diesel showcased an engine running on peanut oil. Welcome. Oh, I remember. Fuck off. <laughs> and I thought that we were into a new era of podcasting here. No, no. New era of troubles. Same old shit as always. Yes. How the fuck are you doing, guys? Pretty damn good. How about you? Good. Red. Good, I guess. You guess? <laughs> yeah, still alive. New a- year. A good start. All that shit. But for the life of me, I can't remember what I did last week. So <laughs> I took a shower. At least that once. A... That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm done for 2024. <laughs> <laughs> you know, French people. And yeah. Shit. Yeah. No, it was a really good shower, actually. <laughs> no, what did I do? I, I don't really remember. I was working on the on the workshop trying to improve the thing that I wanted to improve. Mm-hmm. So I put up some shelves to have better storage and better organization in the workshop and, and worked on project, talked to clients or mm-hmm. future clients. And and yeah, that that's that's pretty much it. Like the usual, like work and family and stuff. And I had I had schedule for last week. And I, I I couldn't stick to it like even for one day. So I did the stuff I had to do rather than the, st- the stuff that I wanted to do, I guess. And and yeah, also bad sleeping habits are back a little bit. So I'm trying to find that back. Other than that, yeah, the usual beginning of a year. It snowed a little bit. Ooh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Nothing compared Lucky. to what what <laughs> happened to you. We had probably like five centimeters or so, but yeah, it was. Oh yeah, was no, that's, that's the rookie road. numbers. <laughs> yeah, I know, but when I go to fetch the kid to school, I have to to go through a hill, and people are required to have winter tires to go that road. And oh. from every year, from November first till end of March, hmm. it's required to have that kind of equipment on your car to go that road. And French people being French people, they, they don't. <laughs> so it was a shit show on the road. We yeah. car sideways and blocking traffic. And yeah, no, no no injuries, which was good. I stopped to ask the guy because I was like kind of worried. But he was like, no, no, all good. I just have my summer tire. Okay, forget <laughs> Go back home. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, it, it was kind of... Yeah, fun to to have snow, especially for the kiddo. But yeah, on the road it was it was kind of terrible. Not not as bad as it was at your place, or as good as it was at your place, right? Mm-hmm. Because I saw some videos and it was like one or two meters more than between one and two meters, probably even more at, at some places. Yeah, I right? mean it depends on where you were standing and how much wind you had and where yeah. the snow gathers up. Yeah, I'm, I'm also like, I, I guess it's my turn to talk. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was yeah. le- okay. leading to oh, a segue. Wow. A segue with snow. How surprising. <laughs> yeah, I, I had uh, a visit from Pia and Leo, and Ellen was supposed to join as well, but sadly she got terribly ill just before leaving. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we were supposed to have like the big grand snow polar bear adventure but yeah we will have to do another one with alan at some point but yeah. we did have the snow adventure and we did have the polar bears and we did have i think the worst it got was negative 29 no no yeah i've seen a picture of like frozen eyelashes yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah it's i mean to me it's like yeah this is cold this is really cold you spit and it goes clunk it is cold <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like when we were leaving Oslo, it was stupid cold, and then we went up to Dovre, which is also stupid cold. But then it get got ten degrees warmer at Dovre, and it got a new all time cold record at Oslo while we were away. Mm, so okay. technically, we went we went to the warmer place in Norway. <laughs> good, 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 good. But yeah, we we had lots of fun. I mean, 
they they have seen the pictures of the dogs of my dad's dogs and the old farm and my mom is doing a lot of weaving and plant dyeing and all of it so it's like there was a lot of things they were interested about but most mm -hmm. importantly for them it was like no no we want to see norwegian winter and you want dog cuddles i was like okay we, we've got that covered <laughs> we've seen the cuddles uh, yeah we've yep. seen the smiles during the, the cuddles that was the, great the, the first thing i thought though when i saw i saw a picture and i'm not sure who posted that but i saw the, the white polar bears and i saw the black cat mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i'm like oh dude you now you're just screwed like it doesn't matter if you're wearing black or white you're always gonna have visible hair on you. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's like i don't know why i thought like that was like the first thing that came to my mind maybe because i owned like, white cats for a long time yeah but it's yeah. just like oh that's like the perfect combination white dog black cat <laughs> oh yeah just to fuck with everybody uh, but yeah no it, it was really fun and also like it it's of course it gets cold but it's also so dry up there that it's it it stops feeling as cold anymore like negative 20 negative 30 almost feels the same mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but of course if if you end up getting wet or something silly then and you, or you start to sweat then you get really cold really quickly because then the ease the ice will just freeze on you and i had that experience we, we went up to the top of dover mountain or the, the, the past leading from oslo and over the mountains towards Trondheim. There's a big mountain pass. There's the main highway. Doesn't look like a highway to anyone else in Europe. But we went up there and it's like, oh yeah, that, we have the expression in Norway, like, which is unity and trust until the mountains crumble, roughly speaking, or this mountain crumbles. So there's a big yeah. plaque up on the mountain and the small ward gathering of stones thing. That's kind of cool, and it's dated back to the unification or constitutional day of Norway and stuff like that. Like, just big mountain nature, fancy stuff. A bit of history, but nobody cared, apart from me. But, you know. But to get to from the road and to the plaque, we had to get to snow. And yeah. we had that kind of snow, which is like a, like a piece of ice on top and then really fluffy underneath. Mm -hmm. So you think you can walk on it for like a couple of steps. And then you mm -hmm. sink down to your tie. It really sounds like the, the, the fellowship of the wing going yeah. through the mountain. To kind of ask. Yeah, basically. And then finish up being in the moya yeah. after all. Yeah, and I, I, I was wearing my jeans and low boots, so I, my shoes filled with snow, which was uncomfortable. You but also, learn. But also because my trousers were kind of warm, the snow would melt and stick to my trousers, and then they would freeze. That it's not like you should know better. <laughs> 14 uh, years of being a Norwegian and you still don't know that you have to wear proper equipment when you're playing in the snow. No, well, yeah, and also when Amazing. it's... No, 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 listen. When it's frozen, it is dry. I can just brush it off again. Sure, but it wasn't. Yeah. But it, it, I just had to stand still long enough for my legs to cool <laughs> off or something. <laughs> but if you're freeze, then I can crack it and brush all the, the, the stuff or the yeah, snow yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It was fine. It was perfect. But it was kind of fun. Jumped on the back of one of the polar bears and ridden on it. Shirtless. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah, like yeah. In negative thirty, with the hammer in his hand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If I'm shirtless in negative thirty, you will all end up calling me yard-long stiff nipple. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Story. Story point. We, we got through the snow and it's like an interesting feeling of you think you can walk on it for a couple of steps and then you crash down and then you crawl no. through the snow for a little bit and then you find a hard patch and you go on top again and it was like that and i managed to mostly like walk all the way leo tried to follow it in my footsteps but pia she was just gave, gave up and just crawled hands and knees up the hill <laughs> smart smart that, <laughs> yeah that, at least she didn't sink choice. in as much yeah, yeah and yeah lots of fun pictures and good times cool yeah, the three yeah. of us. It it was the end of me having vacation or almost vacation for two weeks. So you going to travel again in, in two weeks? No, 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 no. This was the end of two weeks of almost vacation. Okay, okay. I was I, still I was... always make almost vacation because I couldn't stop completely. Okay, but yeah. How about you, Jan? What did I do? I ooh, caught up on work. I mean, I started working again on the 2nd of January, so there was not really a winter break this time for me. Internet is back? Internet's back. Yeah, oh. that that I, I think it was gone for about an hour, hour and a half before it okay. uh, started coming back. 
but yeah, we've we've been having more of those lately. Kind of sucks. Uh, like, as long as like, like internet dropouts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for cable. So I'm I'm not sure why it's happening. I just continue blaming Vodafone for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean you can right. see it. I mean if I throw up my like LTE on my cell phone and I check the how do you call that? Like basically that they have like a map for the outages. And you see in every major city, you see just one single red dot. Oh. Of like, so they've probably been messing around or somebody tripped over the court of the server room. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's Germany. <laughs> We're like a digital wasteland at that point. Talking no, about Germany, than... can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Because sure. I've, I, I've seen on the news that it's like uh, a shit show at the moment in Berlin because the farmers are in the streets and everything. Is that that uh, oh, no, no, impacting no, like your all, life all over in a big way? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they basically brought Stuttgart to a standstill. Okay. So they've been blocking every single street and autobahn and everything. So, yeah, it's, it's been a complete shit show. Okay. Yep. And yep. also because the, I mean, they're not the only one. Because the, I mean, the French it, the train, no, no, the train drivers oh, that's are also the on strike. Okay. Uh, still on? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the, you talked about that like are closed down ago. by trucks or tractors, and on the trains are not driving because people go on strike. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's also part of the uncertainty for P and Leo if the trains would still be going when they, went back home and then the strike got postponed by a couple of days or something yeah the, the funny thing is this is like it's gdl it's like the the, the guys from the or the how do you call that the yeah. train driver of whatever like organization that are yeah union that are mm. on strike and the funny thing is it's like nobody even cares anymore because okay. even if they're not on strike they're not on time so people are just going like hey, yeah whatever we've is been avoiding French them company? For... excuse me is that a French company? <laughs> no, no, no. a lot like, like we, it. No, no we, like this is the nice thing about Europe. We don't need the French anymore. We we, we are yeah. absolutely <laughs> fine on fucking up ourselves. So, yeah, yeah you, you learned from the French. Exactly, yeah. You, yeah. You, no, we're, still not, we, well. we're still not setting stuff on fire if the things don't go. It will come. Way. It will come. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're on our way there. As the yeah. rest of the world goes crazy. Uh, I mean, it didn't okay. happen in 2023, so it's going to happen in 2024. Exactly. One, one of those years, yeah. <laughs> yeah, other than that, just caught up on work. I actually started cooking a lot again. I think it was because of Ooh. all that eating out and just eating those like heavy, greasy dinners all the, all mm-hmm. of the time of meals. So, good, food. good food. Yes, good food, but just... I don't know too much at a certain point. So this week I've been really I've been working like normally I've been working from home office this week. So I've just been catching up on stuff and then I used the time because I'm home at during lunchtime just cooking for lunch. So that was nice. And then I, I, I forgot how much fun it was. Hmm? What have you been cooking? What I've been cooking. So yesterday was a like turkey breast with mushroom and gravy and like potato croquettes. Yay. And mm-hmm. today was a soup. It was a pasta with chickpeas. So it's basically pasta leftovers that you cook in with uh, chickpeas, tomatoes, and different vegetables. Nice. Yeah. And you just boil that down for about an hour. Cool. Yeah. That Sounds was the first time I was well, first time I was trying it. I was kind of scared about it that the pasta would be a complete like mush afterwards, but no, mm-hmm. it was it was actually fine. So apparently, mm-hmm. if you use it, if you cook them directly in a kind of a tomato sauce with a mix of spices and vegetables, you can cook it for much longer than the usual like I don't know fifteen minutes that you throw it. Oh, in. Yeah. may I have something in tomato tomato that keep them together like salmon? I don't know, but it was delicious oh, and okay. I. That sounds like scary science stuff. <laughs> oh, no, well, I, have, I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just missing education. It was a soup. And then I left it like on the stove. And when it cooled down, now it's more like a, I wouldn't say porridge, but a stew. Because mm-hmm. pretty much I think the pasta absorbed all of the tomato sauce. 
See, see, I, I knew what I was saying. I was right. and, uh, now it looks kind of like a gooey mess. I tried it like earlier, like an, another spoonful. It's still, it still tastes fantastic, and it's okay. still the pasta has some bite to it. I'm not sure how it's going to react to overheating though, or like to to reheating, reheating. Yeah. Mm. And time is cooking. Yeah. Oh yeah, cooking is so much fun. It's mm -hmm. from all of the things I wanted to do this year or where I said, it's like, oh yeah, I have to do more of that. I pretty much did none. One mm -hmm. or two, I actually, I started uh, through a couple of 3D prints also because I, a buddy of mine is playing Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. And, wait, um, wait, wait, what, what again? Blood yeah, Bowl. Please. Blood Bowl is like a fantasy football with orcs, human, elves, orcs and goblins. You know, you guys know Warhammer? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the Warhammer universe. It's fantasy football. Okay, the I totally misheard that. It was yeah, something so did I. different to me. <laughs> okay, good. It's okay. So football with elves and stuff. Uh, well, oh yeah. What? Okay. Did I make up words? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but um, I'm three. I three D printed myself an army of undead for that, or not army, a team of undead. Okay. Cool. So yeah, that's that's gonna be fun to play. It was a pain to print though. The prints turned out well, but with removing the supports, now I have kind of like a puzzle in front of me because skeletons, thin arms, yeah. spines, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So now it's kind of a puzzle and I need to get some super glue to reattach arms, heads, <laughs> legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Nice. Do you cook your own bread? I do. Yeah, I bread? know you do, but yeah, do, do, do you bake your own bread? I actually I don't. I oh, used okay. to in the in the past, but at one point I just stopped. Okay. I don't know. It's something about I'm I'm not that into baking bread. I, I love bread. I love eating bread. It's just mm. it never turns out as well as the bakeries we have close to us. Because we have a farmer's market and we have a bio bakery that mm -hmm. sells the stuff there with like the wooden bread and all like to think like the special varieties and it's yeah. just so good that i usually get the bread there yeah yeah okay. i do bake a lot of cakes though Ooh. yeah that's okay. kind of a, that guilty pleasure i i kind of trying to do less of that i used to do one like every single week oh <laughs> yes it's not good for, it's not good for my <laughs> waistband <laughs> yeah yeah but so, it's good though so we could invite people over. You ate it all by yourself. Yeah, but we could have invited people over. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a conversation that happened a lot. Yeah, pretty much. Is that you, you... Un unexpected? Oh, absolutely unexpected. What a transition, <laughs> guy! I'm so I'm so proud of you for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. I... Yeah, though. No. So to explain it a little bit. Uh, it was something I read a while back, and I believe it comes from the first book in the King Killer Chronicles. Mm -hmm. It might be the second, but I, uh, you have quotes. He's doing his quotey things in the alchemist lab. S shit start exploding. Mm -hmm. And people need to be saved. Nobody's pretending oh, hurt. That, but then that must the be the second book then. Okay, yeah. okay, so the second book. But then the, 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 the shop master or whatever he's, he's called comes up and says, like, as accidents go, I'm happy about this one. It is not as bad as expected. And he keeps on talking and explaining, like, no, no, you should always expect disaster every 70 years. And, like, the number is arbitrary, but I like the premise of, like, remembering that shit always will hit the fan. It's just a matter of when and how bad. Yeah. And then how to kind of be ready for that. And then there's a other sentence, kind of, of just saying, the only thing you can expect is the unexpected. True. Yeah. But I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, any I, initial thoughts? Yeah, I, um, I, 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 I'm gonna let Jan start with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's absolutely true in uh, a lot of different ways. When it comes to, well, first of all. The guy must have taken it out of economy classes because if you see the curve of economy going up and down, it's like always down and then got the upwards curve, and you kind of have that. I wouldn't say like seven year level, but it's just it's yeah, pretty close to it. 
you, you tend to say like the, the, the stock market have a somewhat of a crash every 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And the first indicator coming there. So that that's one point. Like that was the first thing I thought about when you told me just because I'm, I don't know, right now I'm, my head is pretty stuck at work. <laughs> mm. But other than that, yeah, it's, it's actually true. I, I don't know if you guys ever have that feeling, but if stuff goes too well mm. for a long time yeah, and you're absolutely happy in how things go, but you have mm. that little nagging in the back of your brain where it's like yeah. something ain't right. Like, yeah. and as yeah. long as that whole thing goes, it's just like you're preparing and bracing yourself. It's like, there, there must be some major shit coming my way <laughs> because usually I don't feel that good for that long. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. And I have a real problem with that kind of mindset because I had that for so many years. And not that long ago, I heard a, a psychologist saying that if you are in that mindset, if you are saying that, thinking that everything is going well, and then but because you're expecting that something will go wrong, you're kind of creating the, yes. the problem mm -hmm. that and, and the thing that will go wrong. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so I'm trying to not do that mm -hmm. anymore. After many years of having, having this, this mentality of, oh, everything is fine at the moment. So something is going to get very wrong very soon. Mm -hmm. And as long as you don't realize that, yes, it will, but it's not because something is going right at the moment that something will go wrong in the near future, that the, the two are not connected. That's, that's what, yeah. what I mean. Mm -hmm. The shit will always hit the fan at some point in your life for some reason. Someone you, will, you love will die, you will lose your job, your company will have bad results, or you, there will be a pandemic or whatever. Something will happen. The problem is not that it will happen. The problem is to be prepared for it or to be ready for it or to be accepting it in a way that you will, you will learn, grow, and survive the mm -hmm. thing that's happening. You, you've all heard this sentence and it's been used a lot in the 80s and 90s movies. Civis pacem parabellum. So if you want peace, prepare for war. Yes. It, um, it's, is it some old Chinese proverb kind of thing? Not Chinese, but it, it's it's Roman. Roman, uh, okay. Yeah, it's an on, on, on old shit from probably Caesar or someone like that. The sentence stayed because it's 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 kind of true. You want to to be prepared to whatever will come your way in order to get ready for it, to be ready for it. Mm. The problem is that you will never be. Yeah. Mentally, spiritually, I mean, you can prepare like save money, for example. You can save money because you are you are and and rightfully so expecting that maybe you will have higher bills because it's colder this winter so you will have to pay more for electricity so you mm. save more money you can think that your car will break down so you have to save money now for when it happens you'll be able to fix it and so on and so on you've seen those guys in mostly in the us <clears throat> like the survival, survival, survivalist. I don't. Is yeah. that the right word? The guys that the preppers come in. Yeah, yeah, we 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 That's call them survivalists in France. I don't yeah. know why, but yeah, the preppers. Yeah, they have they have cupboards full of food and ammo mm. and water and okay, fine, but they are prepping for something that will probably never happen. But they are still yes. trying to get ready for it. No, I, so I, I like and and just just mm, to finish okay. my thought. If if some some someday there is a civil war in the US or a zombie apocalypse or whatever, those guys won't survive shit. No, but I fully agree that whatever they think they're preparing for probably will never happen. And in a really, really crisis, bad crisis at the level they are prepared, pre trying to prepare themselves for, they might not survive because that's just the odds, even yeah. if you try to think about it. But if they are consciously preparing for something super ridiculously extreme way over there. Do you mean they will yeah. die with a full stomach? Yeah, well, with beans. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are ready to eat beans for 10 years <laughs> in their uh, shelters all by themselves. <laughs> 
also, if, and you can have your own methane production by that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but at least then you are prepared for the smaller disasters. I'm not sure it works that way. No, no. Well, it depends on how you live. I think. It, I think it's, it, it, it's how I you mean, categorize stuff. No, I mean that, you're that, talking that about something that do it final. A bit easier. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, the preparatory thing. That's far out. That's extreme. Mm -hmm. But there's parts of that that is kind of good to be conscientious about. So when it comes to the the old farm and and the family up there, like blizzards can hit, meaning you will not be able to leave the house. Mm -hmm. So my stepmom, when I moved up there and did the blacksmithing thing, and I stayed at the farm by myself, one of the things she told me early on is like, always try to have a week's worth of food in the house. Mm -hmm. Because if that's your goal, then you can be stuck inside for two, three days and you will be fine. Yeah. And then whatever storm will happen will blow over. And yes, I literally had the experience of walking out my door after a stormy night and not being able to see my car. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, I am not leaving the house today. Good thing I have enough food already. And also, like last summer, there was a flood. The, the the nearby river flooded a shit ton, so the road. I mean, yeah, they had a big a big pickup. They could have driven through it, but it might not have been safe. It might have gone well. It might not have. So having enough food and in the house, like even then, it is talking about you know have enough food for a day or two. That's what you need. But if you prep for a week, mm -hmm. hmm. that's that's kind of the thinking I like of that side of it. The old extreme things of having yourself a doomsday bunker. That's silly. Trying to stock up on gold and money, that doesn't make any sense at all. No, because if, <clears> if <throat> something really bad happens, your gold and your money is... Yeah, people need to live. Shit. They yeah. don't need to buy shit. They need to survive. <clears throat> Every, it's, it's interesting how cinema and TV shows have taken, have a good kind of what I've judged to be a good take on those things. Because... Recently, in post-apocalyptic movies, money is not worth anything. Yeah, P people are back to trading stuff in those movies because, yeah, a piece of bread is worth like two batteries for your lamp or whatever, because people need to survive in those. Yeah, it's, it's a barter economy. Yeah, you can stack up gold bars in your basement the day you are run out of food it will do nothing for you although i don't i i'm not sure that prepping for big event prepares you for something smaller as you were saying earlier i've been through some shit in my life like a big tsunami and a big earthquake and a yeah. nuclear power plant explosion power plant explosion and radioactivity going through the country and all that jazz. Even though I thought I was prepared before for a big earthquake, when it happened, I was not. Mm. Like, I had the bag that they recommend you to prepare in Japan for that kind of emergencies. So n next to your door, house door, apartment door, you have, you're just supposed to have a big bag with a bottle of water, a little bit of dry food, batteries, a lamp, a radio, some clothing, and yeah, other basic shit. emergency things. Yeah, exactly. When the earthquake hit Japan, I was not at home, so I couldn't yeah. do shit. I was, I was kind of, kind of far away from my home, so it was totally useless. My, so it, it I think it, it made me realize that. Even if you prepare yourself for that kind of event, the chances that you are able to do what you have prepared or use what you have prepared are very low. And mm. monthly, spiritually, you're not there yet because you have never <clears throat> experienced the thing. And I, I really think that the experience yours or experience uh, that you learned from other people is way more valuable than any kind of plan that you can have. What what your your family told you have one week worth of food at home is probably as probably learned by experience. Yeah. What my dad told me about my car, check your tires or check your the oil or do this or do that is by experience because he had years of experience with bad cars and having trouble with them and and being 
unable to start up the car that they had to go to work and not be late mm. and all that jazz. So I think the, the most important thing is to have your own experience and to learn from it and then adapt your behavior and be able to plan for the future based on your experience or what you've been told by people who had those kind of experience, I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, there's, there's a lot of things you can learn from other people. And I think also in whatever kind of emergency you land up, end up with, you need other people. Yeah, always. I mean, you having quote unquote being a maker and having a wide variety of skill set, yeah, that's really handy. Mm. But if you're still by yourself, you're kind of screwed because there's a shit ton that needs to be done to survive if you have absolutely fucking nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a piece of cake. It will expire in two days. Oh, wait, I'm just going <laughs> to cast it in epoxy and it will last for months. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's, I was just like, how work. can I apply my skills? Nope, not going to work. Nope, not going to work. Damn, I'm fucked. <laughs> well, I've seen this week that now they can, you can 3D print food and not like complex food, but I, I, did I send you the video or, or the chocolate 3D printer? That's fucking amazing. You yeah, can but you can also you just take a bar of chocolate and bite off. No, sure. But it's not as fun as eating like <laughs> a boat made of chocolate or whatever. Yeah. During the apocalypse, yeah. you will be happy. Or AX. Chocolate 3D printer. <laughs> 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 no, but now they, they can really print food like steak and and stuff like that it will it will happen in in the yeah. future probably i don't know it will it might it might be interesting in in very hard harsh condition like being in in antarctica or being in space to be able to print your own food would be just amazing i i didn't even just going back to the preparation and the stuff you guys were talking about i wasn't even going on or i wasn't even thinking about like end of the world scenario mm. i was more thinking about like the mental preparation on stuff mm. Mm. and short so i can get rid of my thought and we can go back to but for me it's i always see it as kind of like a triangle or three points i see it mm -hmm. my work my like personal relationship like happiness and work the happiness in my relationship and the like how do i say that like the overall like being at health mm -hmm. and like personal goals so mm -hmm. those are like the three points of like the three points for me and usually one of those things is always lacking like one is and i'm not saying that something is going bad but one of the points is not doing as well as the other ones if you measure it like yeah. graphically next to each other. And that's normal. There's always a shifting around. It's it's really hard to get all three points at, on a certain level. Unless you yeah. really fuck up, then they can, all of them can bottom out. Or you're doing... That can happen as well. But it exactly, might but, not or be you're your doing fault. exceptionally well and you're doing like really good on all three fronts. Yeah. So for me, mental preparation is always, if one of the points is not going well, I can usually compensate with the other two points for it. Yeah. Like if I am having trouble at work and work is stressing me out, I have staff as a phenomenal support mm. and the, the knowledge that I'm healthy-ish. Like <laughs> my, my body's not a complete wreck. I'm I'm still like capable. Yeah. If I'm having sometimes some some healthy issues or not feeling well, then I always it's like, okay, but I have a steady job, I have an income, I have a supporting wife, so on and so on. So so I compensate mm. with those three points. And I think this is extremely helpful. Remember when I said in the beginning, it's like if you have in the back of your mind, you're thinking something can go wrong mm. or like, or you're waiting for something to go wrong. This is how I counter that by the knowledge that like whatever comes, I can deal with it because I have a certain support structure. That's good. I like that. I I like that a lot. Yeah. It made me, made me think of, of one video that Raz, you sent me on TikTok, like not that long ago, yeah, probably yesterday or two days ago of that guy it was a poem or a song it was it was not a song because it was uh, yeah me, uh, but it was the, the poem, poem yeah. about <clears throat> not exactly that but something very really close to that like mm. he was uh, talking about people having uh, like a really bad day like the guy that got stuck in the desert and night to cut his own arm with a swiss knife because he was yeah. like for 127 hours or something 
and and ended up by saying, yeah, tell me about your shitty day because your coffee was too cold when you ordered it or something like that. It was the idea, general yeah. idea. Mm -hmm. I found it kind of good, but also made me think of the way that people always compare their their unhappiness of of their the shit they have to, to deal with, and you you can prepare yourself from for something that you're expecting to happen knowing that it's going to be bad but if if it's experienced by someone else exactly in the same way that it would happen to you the reaction would be completely different and the the because not not necessarily because the preparation is not there but maybe because the mindset is different because the experience is different because the way of seeing that bad thing happening to you is 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 different like what's the worst that can happen to you at the okay. moment yours i mean in general that's kind of final yeah. yeah but why because there's no coming back there's no recovery sure but let, let's say you wouldn't feel it like you don't just don't wake up oh yeah then it's fine so it's fine, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so the problem is not death. The problem is is suffering mm. whilst you die. Yes. Okay. It, it's that uh, period of time where everything goes to shit. You are suffering. You are hurting a lot, and you know that it's it's going to be the end. So that's the idea of death. That is more terrible than death itself, because when you're gone, you're gone, and after that. Well, you can you can think or believe whatever you want about what's happening after death. It's very personal, no judging, respect for everything. But it's all about you. It's about your death, right? Yes. Jan, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? Like I said, I've got my three support pillars and all of them breaking down at the same point. Right. So it would mean that losing your job, getting healed, and like Steph running. Basically getting hit you. by a car. Like <laughs> Driven by Steph. Steph because Steph, she's angry. Steph, <laughs> Steph is gone. And it's like, by the way, oh, that sucks for you. Now you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The, the, my point being that you can see the worst, worst, worst thing. Sorry. You can see the worst thing being something that happens to you or something that is done by people to you your job firing you your boss firing you yeah or steph being gone from you your health degree being suddenly bad that's that's something different i mean no i that's mean something this happening is, this to you stuff, this is no this, the support pillars like this is jokingly like stuff that would happen to me but it could also be that something would happen to steph which is yeah. like the worst worst like absolute worst thing that could pro probably happen to me. Exactly. I mean, losing yeah. my support pillars, there's different ways of losing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Agree. And that's where I was going. To me, the worst thing would be that something happened to my wife or my kid, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't care about what happens to me. I'm used to it. I've lived my life and I've I've been through shit that have made me stronger, even though this fucking thing, like whatever doesn't kill me, make me stronger, shit mm. is kind of bullshit but i've learned from you you lose you crippled <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> no but it, it, it you learn from it, it doesn't make mm -hmm. you stronger it, i think it makes you smarter it makes you more cautious uh, at times well my my point being you learn okay mm -hmm. uh, if something happened to them and i have no control over it that's that's really the worst thing that can happen because i am I will be suffering from whatever is happening without having any control, without being able to prepare my, myself against the feelings or the, the event happening at that, that moment. Okay. Mm -hmm. There is no way you can prepare yourself to losing your partner or your child. None in the world. None. Yeah. So when that happened and listening to to people it happened to, it's it's the I have to go on. I have to to wake up in the morning 
and do something because my dead spouse wouldn't want to see me laying in bed all day or doing nothing. She probably would like to see me live my life and, and, and keep, keep going. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, That's a general idea, I think. Which makes me think of another poem that you sent me, or maybe I sent you, Raz, a few months ago, of that other guy seeing another poem, saying that the, the hardest thing that he did after losing someone that he loved was taking a shower. Do you remember mm-hmm. that one? Yeah, no. And I thought it was about something else. But yes, I remember that one as well. We, we'll try to fi- find the link and mm. put them in the show notes. But the the guy was so low spiritually mentally and and almost dead because he had lost someone that he, he he was in love with if i remember correctly that even taking a shower was the hardest thing to do for him at that time nothing had prepped him for that kind of event so i don't think to go back to the initial topic because otherwise we're going to very go very dark again and it's not that's not the goal I don't think you you can always be prepared uh, to anything in life. I believe that you I, are... I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I, please let me hear it afterwards. I, I, I just think that you can do your best to think of the worst for you and to be to hope to be brave brave enough to face it when that happens or if that happens and that you've learned from your experience. And as a maker, that's also something that I'm trying to do. And my last point being, I've been short on material when when I got order, orders from clients. And that mm. bothered me bothered me a lot because I had to tell the client, I can't make it for you right now because I don't have the material. So I will have to do a run to the shop and get the material. It was a difficult time because it was COVID and it, it delayed everything for two or three weeks. And it didn't make me look good. So now, mm-hmm. now I'm trying to be prepared enough in my life in general. I like you said, having food in the cupboard, having materials for me to be working with, yeah. having a little bit of money aside if something happens to the house, to the car, or whatever. So I'm trying to do that, but I don't think you can. I don't think you can really be prepared in any way when something really, really bad happens to you. And that's that's what life is about. So yeah, try to prepare yourself, but just know that you're, you, you will not be ready when that happens. Yeah, I think prepare yourself by being in the best stable mental state you can be yeah. before when it happens. I think that's like the only thing. Yeah, I, I think that's so like, too. Yeah, easier said than done, but... And it's it's a fine line in all of this conversation between like being hyper obsessed about something and giving yourself anxiety or depression, trying to prepare and plan for things and being completely naive and ignorant and not thinking about it at all. Like there's the two opposite extremes ends of it. But I ended up now thinking about evolution and what Darwin said that it is not the species that are the best adapted that survives, but the species that are best at adapting. Mm. Mm-hmm. So preparing for one singular event that you are afraid of will just make you hyper-focus on that event and make you terrified. And that thing would probably never happen. Yeah. But if you maybe are able to more generally think about how can I just be the most robust, the most stable in an unstable situation. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, having some food is always good if there's a food shortage. Yeah. Having toilet paper if there's a toilet paper shortage, toilet paper shortage, that kind of thing. But also just when it comes to everyday things, that is way more practical. Having, being aware of the fact that your car needs maintenance, your house needs maintenance. Mm -hmm. Just paying the mortgage or the down payment of the car or just paying for petrol quote-unquote, isn't enough to keep it. Yeah. But you can't prepare for, oh, I know 
like the clutch on my car is going to give. Let me buy a spare clutch right away. It's like no, too specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know you will need new tires in three years. Yeah, yeah, but also so you know you can't buy the tires now because then the rubber <clears throat> will still go bad. No, no, sure, but you can save the money in order yes, to be able yeah. to afford the tires in two years, yeah. or the clutch when it it will mm. surrender in two years as well, or you can just be prepared for everything and be in a shitty mental state for the rest of your life because you're yep. expecting everything to go to shit. Exactly. Which is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in the worst, or not in the worst case, but in the in, in one case, it's like not the worst scenario, but it can limit you. For example, like you said, you know, in two years, you're going to need new tires. So one year beforehand, you think, ah, I'm going to plan ahead. You buy new tires. Then somebody hits your car and you need a new car. Now yeah. you're limited and you have to basically buy the same car, or at least a car that fits the tires because you already yeah. got them. Yeah. 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 So, or you sell the tires. But for exactly that mentality is why I don't want to buy too much in bulk. Mm-hmm. Because there's always the quote unquote off chance that something happens that makes the stock I have worthless to me. Yeah. Or like, you have to modify, do modifications on it. Yeah, I mean, like, not to talk too much about toilet paper, but you can buy a pallet of toilet paper really cheaply. Mm-hmm. And you can store that in your basement out of the way. And it, it can be safe down there up until you get water in your basement and the whole pallet is destroyed. Yeah. So it's like, then you have, quote unquote, tossed away a hell of a lot of money in toilet paper when you could have bought the normal packs and just be comfortable knowing that, I'm saving a little bit of money because I'm not buying the most expensive, smallest packs. I'm buying economy size or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It does. It does. So I, that's the same my thinking about food as well. Like, yeah, I eat a hell of a lot. I I need to buy a lot of food, but I also try to be conscious about the fact that no, let me only buy what I currently am planning to use and need, and what I currently need. Mm. And not buy, like you said, like beans for a full decade because they will last forever. But like, yeah, and, and until you have a rodent in your house that gnaws through 5,000 packages of whatever things you stored up. And it's like, yeah. then you're fucked again. Do you really want to eat beans for the next 10 years though? No, no. So, no. yeah. I don't think anyone near me wants me to eat beans. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to be prepared. It's yeah. good to have this mentality of just looking in front of you a little bit but mm. not not too much like i i don't know what i will be doing next year i hardly know what i will be doing next week mm-hmm. but i know that i would like to do some things in like 6 months from now so i'm trying to planning ahead for those things even though i'm not there yet and it might be difficult to to put into motion but the idea is already here and therefore i'm already prepping for it if you see may, what I mean. may, may mm-hmm. i ask what you're preparing for no it can be it can be anything it can okay be so you, you don't have anything top of mind right now that you are focusing towards well i've i've oh yeah i've, I've heard mentioned last week i told you as i believe after the Jan's internet went to shit and the recording was over <laughs> that the plans for the forge are yeah. compromised a little bit. Yeah, you said. Uh, yeah, so so the, the the town hall lady called back and said that we uh, she agreed on my plans of turning the current forge into a bigger forge or shed, mm-hmm. but she told us that I would have to pay a tax. And the yeah. tax is ridiculously expensive. It's like 1,500 euros or something like that, even probably yeah. more. It's just more than the material cost, right? Yeah, yeah a lot more, a lot yeah. more. So I said, fuck no. My dad said, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my mother said, yeah, well, no. So, uh, <laughs> so you're just going to build it anyway and just don't tell her. Because it's that, easy so asking that, for forgiveness <laughs> asking for permission. That's yeah, yeah. So that's what I suggested to my dad, and he said, "Yeah, that's what we're gonna do." But my <laughs> mom was like, "No, no, you can't do that because they will check, and we have to pay, and we will have to pay anyway." So we, I'm, I'm seeking differently. I will probably hijack part of my dad's existing and total 
totally legal extension of the house mm. in order to turn part of it into into a forge, a different forge, the, yeah. different than the one that I was thinking about a few months back. But that's that's exactly what we are saying. I was planning ahead to change the forge, to make it bigger. I draw plans mm. and I invested quite a lot of time into it and, and everything was going smoothly until she called and said, "Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be around two thousand euros." And and no, so I have to change everything, and 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 throw they away just put it all the asses. No, I checked. You you know me well enough to know that I I've, I've done some research and digging, mm -hmm. and it's yeah, it's it, it's kind of legit. Even though it shouldn't be that high, but it, it it's legit. But Point being that I, even though I prepared everything quite thoroughly, it didn't happen. So I had to change everything. I had to adapt to the new situation, something that I couldn't anticipate like three months ago. Because when I I first called to know about everything that was involved in, in building that kind of shed mm. or forge, she never mentioned the taxes, obviously. Yeah. Because they want you to build it and then have to pay for it, right? So, yeah, but anyway, my kiddo wants to go back to Disneyland. We went last year in May, probably, and he wants to go back. So I, I, I want to do it for him. I have to save some money. I have to walk a little bit more than I'm walking now because last time it was exhausting. After <laughs> two days of walking, I have to start training. <laughs> yeah, I need I need to to train a little bit, so it's that kind of thing. But it might not happen. But I have to consider the fact that it might, in order to be in the right mindset, and that everything uh, will be ready if we want to do it when the times come. Mm -hmm. um, anticipating and prepping yourself is always a good thing even though you don't know if it will happen. The zombie apocalypse, who knows if it will happen. Are you ready for it? Mm, no. Are you expecting it? No. But I have beans and I have <laughs> So become, if that happens, it happens. It's life. I'm just trying to be more open to whatever can, can happen in life. Since I got this bad experience back in, in, in 20, um, you never know. I had the perfect life over there. I was super happy with my life, with my wife and with my future son to be born over there. Like it just happened three years later, but that yeah. was the plan originally. And we had to change everything because it, it changed the way life is over there. So you, you can never be prepared enough to whatever shit is going your way and until it it's there so the best thing you have to to do or i'm trying to do i'm not i'm not gonna give advice to anyone but what i'm currently trying to do, do is it. To... do it be a rebel give advice no no i no, i don't want because it, it's my own experience and it, it's it's so personal um my, my parents are 76 mm. i'm expecting them to die yeah. Not tomorrow, but it will happen in the near future. I, even though I think I'm, I'm ready for it. I know I'm not. The day I will got, I, I, I will get the call from my mom or from my dad that the other one is gone. God, God, God knows how I will react. What will be my feeling at that moment? What I will have to do if I will break down or not, I have no idea. So I'm trying to prep myself and to think my, of myself like being like brave and courageous and, and ready and grown up and whatever. Maybe it won't be the case. Maybe it will. I have no idea. So it's all based on personal experiences about the shit that you had, you had to go through. And I think that the more you go through in life, the more you can be prepared for bigger shit, harder shit that will certainly come your way. You were you were talking about being naive, whereas not that long ago, 
good. If you are naive, that's good. If you are going through life thinking that everything is fine and nothing will happen to you, I envy you. Yeah, uh, so I, I. I, yeah, I envy that that mindset of life is wonderful. I would love to be that that guy that wakes up in the morning saying, hey, I'm alive and, and I'm the happiest guy in the world. I just can't because of my past experience. And I'm constantly, as you were saying, yeah, awaiting that some, some shit happened. Hopefully, it will not be for a long time, but, well, the day it happens, it, 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 it happens, and, and we deal with it the best way we can. And that's something to focus on? Probably. I would say so. <laughs> I think that sums it up pretty nicely. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Can I go first? No, okay. that. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go first. No, I okay. was, I was, yeah, go. This is, well, first of all, Doctor Who. Yes. yes. Christmas special. Yes. yes. Watched it all caught up on the episodes. Nice. Ruby Sunday. I, like the new doctor i like the new yes. companion i'm excited yes. for what's gonna happen and yes. i highly recommend watching it yes also it was really unexpected the last couple of episodes and i was also pretty stoked about that the other thing is i started watching a youtube channel in the evenings a little bit and i just started watching this one i believe yesterday because it got uh, recommended from youtube to me and it's called Sean Overtone Dustups. And the reason I clicked on it is because for some reason, for out of 2021 or 2022, it showed me his first video. And it basically says, transforming a wasteland into a desert forest. Uh, yeah. And it's a guy who bought some huge pieces of land in Texas, in the yeah. middle of the desert, in the middle of like bumfuck nowhere. And he wants to make a forest out of it. And I'm only, I think I'm watching I watched like the first two or three videos. Yeah. So I'm probably going to continue binge watching the rest either tonight and maybe over the weekend. I right? mean, Texas is not exactly known for his vast deserts. No, this mm. one is uh, right on the border to oh, sorry. Uh, Mexico. Vast forests. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. Like he's, I, I, I was thinking well, and, the wrong thing and said the right. And you have to again. separate, and you have to separate between a desert forest and a like regular forest. I, I believe, I think we're talking more about brushes, but I haven't watched enough to like get any of it. But I kind of like the way he presents it. He's a software guy. Mm -hmm. So he has, and he says in the first video, like I have absolutely no clue and I'm going to learn along the way. But I've been watching videos for the last 10 years about it and I want to do something like this. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really think it's cool. And mm. I really hope he is able to pull it off. And I will give this a looky. Yeah, same. And it segues beautifully into mine, actually. Go for it. Stefano Iannino, a mm. YouTube fella that is having kind of the same kind of focus on trying to restore wilderness at his property. But he has a very photographic view on it. Okay. So a lot of the things he is doing is to attract animals so that he can take pictures of them. Yeah. And it's really fun to see. He, the most recent video as of now is two weeks ago, and it is the one-year look back on mm -hmm. his property and yeah. all the different projects he has done to get more wildlife in and then just to document it, take pictures of it, and all of that good stuff. Nice. Is and that the guy who made that huge pawn in the beginning, like the yep. artificial one? Yep. Okay, because that's, I th I think I watched him. I forgot to subscribe, and I never found the channel again. That's the yeah. That's that's a video from about a year ago. Yes, yeah. he has a scroll. I think also that's one of the first things he mm -hmm. did at the farm. Yeah. So before that, it's more like only quote unquote photography videos. But then everything goes into that mix of, oh, I want to build a dam, a river, a creek. I want to encourage these animals to come so i'll create the kind of environment they want i'll remove the bad side of the environment try to fix things so i it's like really nice and calming kind of slow tv to have in the background mm -hmm. oh, i cannot wait yeah that sounds exciting so yeah at the, we, we watched a lot of this up at the old farm when p and leo were sitting there knitting and cursing at knitted heels and things like that <laughs> <laughs> nice 
Okay, Brad. So mine is refocus, something that I probably mentioned last year because it's kind of a family tradition that we have with my wife around New Year to look, to, to watch that show. It's called Ajimite no Hotsukai. It's Bless on Netflix. It's, it's a Japanese show where parents ask their kid between two and six to go shopping for the first time. Basically, yes, yes. Okay. Mm. Oh, that sounds must, like fun. Yeah, it is. In English, it's called Old Enough, if I remember correctly. Hajimite no Otsukai. And it's really fun. It's really well done. There is a ton of staff from the the the, the TV channel be making sure that the kids are safe all the way. But it's, it's really cute. It's very interesting. If you watch it, watch it in Japanese, please, with the subtitle of whatever language you are speaking. But you have to listen to it in Japanese because it makes a hell of a difference. Why do we do that? It's a tradition um, we have with my wife, as I was saying. But it's very interesting because I think that if you want to learn about a culture or civilization or country, you must look at how people are treating their their children. And I'm always amazed the support and the encouragement and the respect and the love that Japanese people give to their children. Not their own children, because they, they are sometimes kind of cold towards their own children. Like Yeah, that is a curious background. Yeah, <clears throat> it's very difficult for them, for them to show their affection to their own children. But when they see a child in the street, uh, a kid uh, like kind of lost or crying or whatever, they will stop. They will talk to, to the child. They will encourage the child and whatever they can to, to make go away the thing that is bothering the, the kiddo. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I firmly believe that if you want to learn about a country or civilization, looking at the way they treat their children, the, the way they behave towards the children is the best way to do it. And yeah, the show is just fun and great. So have a look at it if you haven't yet. And also, I'm a little bit late to the party, but I started watching Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus. Oh. First and second season. I'm done with the second. I will be done with the second season tonight. I only have one episode left and I will move uh, into the third one. I found it very refreshing. It's like, it's kind of fresh. It's it's not very deep at first, but it's deeper than you think. It's not about football at it, all. It's like, ju- the football is just the decorum. It, it has nothing to do with football. Like they, they, will, they, they don't show no, games or whatever. It's, it's a feel-good people. people story. Yeah. Exactly. That that that's that's the word I was I was searching for. It's a feel good story. It's a feel good show. So yeah, if you are a little bit down and you want to to lift up your spirit, watch Ted Lasso. It's a good one. I second that. Thank you. Any last little bits? Nope. Nope. Okay. We'll try that to one? dig up the links. No, you'll, uh, yeah, we'll just uh, so summing up. You will try to dig up the links that I sent you of the TikToks, yeah. I think, mostly. Yeah. yeah. And in other news, I've been playing around a lot with my power hammer, and it's a lot of fun. Nice. Now it's fixed. Mm. A bit Working of duct tape. a little bit better. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, well, yeah, long story short in that department, I had, I've also forgot. And my, this... I haven't been able to sit down properly since I got back home from, from the adventure with Pia and Leo. And mm-hmm. we got home Sunday evening. They left Monday morning. Uh-huh. And in about lunchtime, a buddy of mine stopped by the workshop. He knows, uh, I, I focused on him a while back, Leonard Hoffman. He forged uh, the leg vice for his German piece. Mm-hmm. So, And he had, had his German period at the guy who is like the biggest junkyard Quarter you will ever know and yeah. with that comes a lot of experience on how to fix a lot of really weird old machines mm-hmm. and then it has grown really really good at uh, dealing with and fixing power hammers and things so with my new one i was like i know there's something here that doesn't seem right but i don't know if the, what's the baseline or how to expect things 
And luckily, he messaged me and said, hey, I'll be in Oslo. I'll stop by. Wonderful. We disassembled. He fired it up. He gave it a once over and was like, ooh, there's something with your oiler. Okay. Dismantled that. There was some gunk in it. The, some of the packing tape they had used had clogged up one of the nozzles inside of the oiler mechanism. Oh, great. And so it was running hot? No, it was running dry. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. I could pump it by hand and the shit. One of the gaskets broke. So it's leaking a little bit of air into the system, which apparently it helped a great deal to just have a little bit of duct tape on front of it. That, <laughs> that, that, yes. that sort of limited the airflow enough so that it kind of works by itself at this point. It's not well, I need to get new gaskets for it, but it's it's almost there. So that was the thing. And then I had to go straight into dealing with all the other shit com- for the upcoming market I have in two weeks, organizing materials, drawing up plans for the new booths I want to build ordering everything and also making stock that i now need to to uh, for the class i'm teaching this coming weekend mm-hmm. and at the same time i need to make demo pieces that i can bring to another client that is interesting in having my knives on their in the shop so it's a knife blades in the shop not full knives so yeah it's it's a whole thing of oh i'm running around a hell of a lot apparently now but yeah hopefully i will have panic now and this week and then everything will go smoothly during that will. during the market and then i'll make swords after that and yes <laughs> we'll see how it goes but anyway if you want to get a hold of us collectively you can do that at two-thirds focused and especially on patreon.com slash two-thirds focused if you are so inclined and you can find me at rasmus lewin and lewinsmeyer.no and you can find me at the Redsmiths or Redsmiths everywhere on the internet, more specifically at theredsmiths.com. And you can find me at Jan underline Maxwell or uh, Nerd Inventor on Insta or YouTube. Nice. Wonderful. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye.